Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Nathaniel Messiah. He is a powerlifter who recently won the Junior European Championships. He's also a YouTuber, a Gymshark athlete, and he tries to motivate people through his content. In this conversation, we discuss how Nathaniel started training at 12 years old, how he transitioned from general bodybuilding to powerlifting, the pressure of competing at such a high level, how pain can actually be a driving force, how to balance a healthy relationship, and so much more. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Nathaniel doesn't know this, but he's been on my list of guests for quite a long time. So it was so nice to be able to sit down and chat with him. And I think he's just had such an incredible journey at only 21 years old. And there's so many amazing takeaways in this episode as well. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Nathaniel, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. No, I'm a bit excited for this. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Um, wasn't Didn't come from too far away, so it was all right. Weather's pretty good today, so um, no, I'm feeling good. I've been excited. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm excited. Sat opposite Europe's strongest man. Something, something, something like that. Okay, but for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know you, doesn't follow you on social media, yeah, can I ask you to just do a little personal intro? Where are you from? What do you do? That okay. kind of thing. All right. So, hi, my name is Nathaniel Masaya. Um, I recently won uh, the Junior European Championship. I got into powerlifting like maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, and I'm also a Gymshark athlete, a uh, YouTuber, kind of just general social media-ish guy. And I kind of just document what I'm doing. Um, I've kind of like throughout the years 
been someone who kind of tries to motivate people to go to the gym, try and like better their lives in different ways. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to take people on this journey. And I'm 21, by the way, I just turned 21. So. Yeah. I know. I didn't realize you were so young. Yeah, no, no one, no one does. Is, yeah. is, it, is it how I look, or is it how like is it just the perception? I think just yeah, and also you've achieved so much at twenty-one years old, Thanks. which <laughs> is impressive in itself. No, thank you. So this podcast, personal best podcast, um, we do talk a lot about like health and fitness yeah. and self improvement. So I really want to get into your fitness journey and hear what advice and lessons you have to share with people. So can I start by asking you to take me back to the beginning of your fitness journey? Because I saw a reel on Instagram that you posted showing yeah. your deadlift progress. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. deadlifting like 260 kilos at 16, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, how did that all get started? How'd that come about? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I started the gym because of my dad. He was always into the gym. He was into bodybuilding and he would have like the, the magazines because he was into it in like, I don't know, the 80s, 90s, that kind of era. So I remember like clearing out the loft with him and um, seeing those magazines when I was like five years old and just instantly gravitated towards like, or, like I would go home, I remember coming home from school and just like looking at the magazines like I just always liked it um, and then obviously when I got a little bit older say around 12 years well I'd say when I was 10 I got introduced to the fitness industry just off of YouTube obviously like I watched YouTube and maybe like a fitness video randomly came up uh, around that time it was guys like um, Rich Piana I don't know if you heard of him um, there were a few other guys on YouTube at that time I was time. watching Zoella yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, um, I got introduced to fitness around that time. And then when I turned around 12, there was a um, local leisure center that allowed like people from 11 years old to actually train there. Cause you know, most gyms are 16. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, that's like a, a barrier to entry for some guys as well, unless you just lie. But other than don't do that. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to do that, <laughs> but if you have to, um, but yeah, that gym actually let you start training there from really young. So I started training there when I was around 12, um, and then I got really serious with it when I was around 14. Um, and then at that point, when I would go to the gym, um, I was like, from not even being hugely into powerlifting or whatnot, I was still just really into like pushing my maxes, seeing how much I could do. It was just fun. Like, especially I used to go there with my friends um, and you would just kind of like, kind of see how much you can do. Like we would just deadlift and whatnot. Um, but then I, I just sort noticed that I was a, a good bit stronger than most of my friends when yeah. I went started. Um so then when I was 14, I, I think, I think I could deadlift like 140 kilos or something like when I was 14 and still like fairly skinny. Mm. Um, and then throughout like my, obviously we'll get into like a bit more of my journey, but throughout yeah. my journey, the, the, a lot of the videos that would qu go quite viral were the ones of me deadlifting because it was like how much I was lifting in comparison to like my age and whatnot. Yeah. So what the, like the first, one, one of the first like big ones was like, I did like 260 kilos at 17, at 16. Um, and I would like every year, right before my birthday, go, go for a max because then it's like max weight to impressiveness ratio. Do you know what I mean? Like I, my birthday is like end of October. So right in that October period, I would always go for like a big, uh, deadlift max. So like at 16, I hit 260 kilos. At 17, I hit 300 kilos, which was like a big milestone, like 300 kilo deadlift. That was a big one. 18, I hit 320. And then 19 was the time when I was kind of like quite, quite serious with it, but I hadn't been, I'd gone to uni. So uni, the lifestyle was a little bit different from yeah. what it'd been like before. So I hit like 325 kilos and then like beginning of this year, we'll get more into that, but I started taking powerlifting seriously. Mm. Um, so then now just at the junior European championships, I did 342.5 kilos and that was the heaviest deadlift, um, at an international competition in my age and weight class this year. Yeah. By anyone. So. And how, how much do you weigh? 
I weigh 95 kilos. So, so I compete at 93 kilos, but I cut a little bit. Yeah. So to put that into perspective, you're basically deadlifting. 3.6, Yeah, 3. nearly four times yeah, your body weight. Not far weight. off. And I need to get to that four four times body weight deadlift. But that is insane. Yeah, thank you. That, the deadlift has always been my main like lifts that yeah. I, because I'm like anatomically, right? I've got like really long arms. Right? <laughs> so my range of motion is like this compared to someone else's who's yeah, got yeah, short yeah. arms like this. But then conversely, bench press has always been a bit more difficult for right. me. So I've had to work really hard to get mm. that one up. Um, so I would say like my content like naturally kind of gravitated towards powerlifting, but then it's only within the last couple of years that I've really taken it seriously. Yeah. And I would say since the beginning of this year is when I really start to take it seriously. Yeah, because I wanted to ask you about your social media journey as well, yeah. and then we can kind of tie the two together. Yeah. So when did you start creating content for social media and sharing your fitness yeah. journey? So I started at 14 years old, but not sharing my fitness journey. That It was just more of a, a general channel. In fact, when I first started, my first video was a hair tutorial. On YouTube? Yes, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I did a hair tutorial. Um, and do you know what? What's funny is like at that time, like I was actually kind of really happy with like, the videos I was putting out and whatnot. Like, I was really enjoying the journey. And like, you know, a lot of times when people start YouTube, right? The people like at their school or whatnot, like take the mick out of them. Or yeah. Whatnot. I, I actually before. did. I actually did not get that. Like, and I think that that played a big factor in um, my long-term success to an extent, because if I had had people like making fun of me and whatnot, it might've been harder to kind of just keep yeah, going and I'll keep pushing, especially for years. Like, Sometimes people find it hard to support something that's not already established. Like yeah. when you don't, when you not don't have a big channel, you don't have a lot of followers. That it makes it easier for people to kind of make fun of it because you're not established yet. Yeah. But at that point, no one, no one really did that. So I, I think that was that was a big thing. But um, when it got towards the end of that year, that's when I like made some. Like I made fitness videos, but that was when I made one of my first fitness videos. And then it was kind of back and forth between kind of general videos and fitness videos and whatnot. And then it it transitioned. Um, when I got to like around doing my GCSEs to like doing school and gym videos, which was like a, it's not an unheard of niche, but I would say at least in the UK, I was one of the people that kind of like popularized that kind of content. And I think it was like very relatable to a lot of people because I'm making content for guys in and around my age and that's going to be their reality versus a influencer whose full-time job is, is just gym. to go to the gym and whatnot. Yeah. Me, who's around the same age as them and I was one of the only guys making content at that point around the same the same age. In fact, it was just it was literally just me and Joe Fazer. Yeah, Joe Fazer. Yeah, that, it was, us two were the only ones really on YouTube at that point. Um, so this is like 2019 and then the video that actually made me kind of blow up on YouTube was like, a GCSE video like it was how I got all nines like I got like all top grades in my GCSEs really? and whatnot yeah like the nine is like the highest grade you yeah, can get yeah, yeah 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 so I got all nines right and then that video blew up and then because I'd had tons of fitness videos on my channel prior to that they kind of started blowing up a bit and then people kind of like realized that I kind of did some of the gym stuff and then I kind of used that momentum to just carry it forward right. and then so that's like August 2019 um, and then by like September, October 2019, I was really starting to establish myself in the fitness industry, but more specifically having my own kind of niche, which was school plus gym content, which mm. I think helped to set myself apart and made me more relatable to a lot of guys. Yeah, um, that's and, so interesting because yeah. I wanted to ask you, why do you think people follow your content? Obviously, you've built quite a large following now across yeah. Instagram and YouTube and I know you made that video um, showing how 
your followers have almost watched you grow up yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, that's been really cool. I guess part of it is the relatability aspect, but what else do you think draws people to your content specifically over other gym content creators? Yeah. I think where it is obviously doing YouTube as opposed to other social medias, people get a much larger picture of like the person that you are because they're watching you for longer periods of time and you're showing more of your personality, right? Yeah. I think from that people have seen that like whatever I do I give 100% to and I think that's quite motivating for a lot of people. So when it came to doing my GCSEs, I gave 100% to that. When it came to, you know, lifting the gym, I gave 100% to that. When it came to um, posting on social media, like I would say sixth form was like probably the most hard, like in terms of working time that I'd had because, you know, you're going to sixth form and then I was going to the gym, I was making fitness videos I and mean, we'll talk about it later, but I was sponsored by Gymshark at this point. So all in sixth form. So you're trying to juggle all of these things yeah. and whatnot. I think people seeing me doing that, it was like, well, if Nathaniel can juggle doing these like loads of things at the same time, then, you know, maybe I can like, like do the things that I have going on in my yeah, life. Like it's a kind definitely. of like motivation that way. And I think also, um, I think guys gravitate towards, I think I've always tried to be someone who people could look up to and maintain like a positive role model and whatnot. I try not to get into too much controversy. I try not to kind of get into things that are quite negative. Um, and I think on that, um, people might see me as like a more positive role model, especially from like my demographic, like yeah. a guy coming from South London and whatnot. Um, there's not a ton of like positive role models. So I think that might be one of them as well. Um, but it's always, it's always interesting. It's always something that you actually would be cool to ask people when they meet you and like, like well, how do you get into my content and whatnot? And, what? and a lot of it was at that, a lot of what, cause I, that video I made on my Instagram of like people seeing me grow up yeah. is that the cool thing is that a lot of people have actually started watching my content all the way from like and back then and seen the progression. Um, and then I would say right now it's like, I've really leaned heavily into this powerlifting stuff yeah. and obviously just lifting crazy weights in and of itself is like, what's going on? Like, this is just crazy. <laughs> so I'd say that that might be what it is now, but over the course of the years, it's been quite a few different yeah, things. That's a good answer. And um, oh, it's very humble of you as well, I think. So let's move on to the powerlifting stuff. Yeah. So how did you transition from a guy who's training in the gym, obviously enjoys pushing themselves, lifting yeah. heavy weights? How did you then get into powerlifting? So um, it happened when I went to university firsthand. Um, I went to Loughborough, which is a very sporty uni. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, I was obviously known as the guy that would like lifted tons of weights and whatnot. So Loughborough has a powerlifting team. So I, I signed up for the team, did the tryouts. I actually did the tryouts with James. James and Sam did those tryouts as well, actually. Both been on the podcast. Both been on the podcast. That was, <laughs> that was actually a funny time, yeah. But um, so yeah, did that. And then I started... Um, doing powerlifting for Loughborough. Um, so I did one competition to qualify me for British University Championships. When you're at uni, that's like the main, the big competition that everyone's okay. trying to get to and looking forward to. Um, and then I did British University Championships and the guy, there was like two guys that were like supposed to beat me. They were probably stronger than me, right? But one of them had a, like a, a horrible day and whatnot and I managed to get lucky and I, I came second at that. And that was like a, a mega result. But weirdly enough as well as that had gone it made me not want to do powerlifting because the the pressure and how hard it was doing powerlifting with all of the expectation of having a big platform and doing youtube and everything like that it was just really hard did you um, almost like not want to be seen to fail yes yes that's that's, that's almost precisely what it was because as i said as i mentioned about the guy that that 
I managed to, to beat um, in order to come second. Like him, for example, when he, he'd had a bad day, right? And he just like didn't post about it, like kind of just fell off the face of the planet for a minute and then came back later. I could not do that. Yeah. Like if I had a really bad day and I'd been making content all leading up to this competition and my yeah. followers have been waiting to see it, I'd have to just <laughs> sit there and own it and take take the take the like criticism from people. Um, and it wasn't even just that. I would say like just. I wasn't fully ready at that point to like give myself to, to the sport. I would say I was had a lot of other things going on. I was at uni and whatnot. Um, so at that point, I would say it was mentally challenging to do that. So I kind of just took a step back from powerlifting. I mean, I always really liked bodybuilding as well. So like my ritual every year would be like winter into spring, bulking powerlifting, <laughs> and then summer, autumn was like cut. Well, summer more so was cutting. Um, so then that year I did what I always did. Like went on a big cut. Like got nice and pretty shredded. Like yeah. that was the goal. Um, and then it got to that point after when I dropped out of uni. So I dropped out of uni um, last year and then I was almost like looking for like, what should I do? Because whilst being a content creator, yeah, you like, you obviously you have things to do and whatnot. Going from balancing that with first sixth form, which was very, very intense, and then uni, which was still fairly intense, but not as intense. Going from doing both of those, balancing it, to just doing social media, yeah. I actually felt like I had time on my hands. Mm. So I was always thinking like, okay, what, what am I going to do? So then... I went to an event in January, right? The January of this year. And I met a guy who's now like one of my good friends called Joey. And he was like, when I'd gone to like these kind of, within the social media sphere, I was like the strongest guy basically, right? But this was the first time I like went to an event and there was a guy there that was stronger than me. Not only was he stronger than me, he was lighter than me as well. So the guys there were like kind of taking the piss out of me for it and whatnot. And then I was speaking to him and he was like, I was asking him what people in the powerlifting world kind of thought of me. And like, they kind of just looked at me as like, just like an influencer yeah. and like all that stuff. And that like really annoyed me. <laughs> so literally the, like the day after that, I messaged this guy who's now my coach called Owen, right? He coached one of my friends. Um, he's a really like good, like established coach. And I just basically told him that I wanted to sign up with him and whatnot. Then we did a consultation call and I was like to him, my reasoning was that I didn't want to get to like, when I'm older and say I could have been one of the, the best powerlifters in the UK, but I just didn't, you know, go, mm, go, sure. go fully at it. Um, I wanted to kind of tick that box off and not like kind of live with that regret. Yeah. Um, and I'd said that the goal for like 2024 was to like maybe do the internationals and whatnot, right? That was for 2024. So we started working and whatnot. We did a qualifier comp in March. That went pretty well. Then we did nationals. Um, in order to qualify for international competitions, so world championships and Euros, yeah. it's pre you pretty much have to come top two. Okay. I came third, which was like, it was like, it was a bit annoying, but, but there was light at the end of the tunnel because two of the guys, the two guys that beat me, one of them didn't want to do Worlds, the other one didn't want to do Euros. So it turned out I actually managed to do both okay, coming third, right? Yeah. But then after Nationals, that was a little bit difficult because I didn't know what was going to happen after that, right? Then I got, um, and, uh, I got selected to do World Championships, put, absolutely everything into that right but i was still ranked eighth going into that competition so that was hard in its own right because i'd never done a, gone into a competition ranked that low a b you don't want to just feel like you're going there to fill out the numbers you want to be there and be competitive and as much as i want to say oh i want to maybe try and crack the top five and whatnot there's guys there's guys below me that probably want to jump up as well so it wasn't out of the realms of possibility that i could come like 10th which for my followers which again the difference doing it in powerlifting is that 
my followers are quite general, so they don't understand powerlifting like that. So they look at me and they think I'm like the strongest guy that's ever existed because they don't mm. they don't know powerlifting. They don't know the stronger guys out yeah, there. Yeah, in the context of the competition itself. Yeah. What does that look like? What are the lifts involved? Like, what are you expecting? What are you doing? To- Oh, so powerlifting is a squat, a bench press and a deadlift. So you get three attempts at each. Um, You pick like a weight that you're fairly comfortable with then a weight that you think you can do, but is like fairly near to your max. And then the last one, you're usually trying to set new PBs or just going for placing and whatnot. Um, And then that leans into me being a deadlift specialist because if you're a really good deadlifter, you have a big advantage because you go, deadlift is last and then you go last. So like at Euros, for example, I got to see what everyone did and then pick a weight literally just to win and then uh, do that. To beat the just to, yeah, because I probably could have done more at European Championships, but because I was the biggest deadlifter and deadlifts are lost, I can literally just pick. And do they combine then your three lifts? Yeah, they combine. Your, yeah, score? they combine your three lifts, and then the winner is on the total. And then sure. if two, yeah, if two guys tie, then it's on who's lighter basically. So it's oh, okay. yeah, like that's yeah. So um, yeah, it's on it's on the total. Um, so yeah, I've always been really good at deadlifts, but my squat and squat and um, bench have come up a good bit this year yeah. and my deadlift uh, has come up a lot but um I can understand though then that sorry I can understand why your followers see your content see you lifting these weights are like he's so strong but then yeah. when you're at this European or international level you're suddenly competing against exactly. these guys who can lift crazy amounts exactly and that was that was the main that was the main thing going into world championships that was mentally challenging as well because it's like I've always felt like I'm strong, right? But these guys are the strongest in the world. So, like, am I really that good? Like, you're like, I know I've got good genetics, but are they really that good? Like, I know I'm dedicated, but am I really that dedicated? Like, yeah. I know I work hard, but do I really work that it's like a hard? Whole new level. Exactly. And you don't know the answer to that question until you get that. I mean, when I got to world championships and then I, I went inside, like, the warm up room, like, where everyone's warming up and whatnot, I see all these guys from all these different countries and whatnot. I literally, like, poop my pants for that moment. Like, I went to my coach and I was like, yo, Owen, I'm nervous. Like, and I was so nervous. Like, because just seeing all these guys, I mean, guys from like Singapore, America, da, 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 and you're just some little guy from South London. It's like, what, what's going on here? Like, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but how did you do in that competition? I came third. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. No, it's mad. There you go. <laughs> so like, yeah, like obviously the answer to, that, to all those questions was yes. Like, I, but you don't know, you don't know, where you stand until you prove it and oftentimes you have to like go and be above and beyond what you think you're capable of in in order to get the answers to those questions because if you just stay within your comfort zone and what you're comfortable with which at that level was like being fairly obviously strong within my area strong within the UK but don't really know why I, I settle on the international level if I just stayed there um, then I wouldn't have become the person that I am now. And I mean, what I've been able to do this year, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, I'd, I would not think I would have been able to do. As I said, with my coach, these were 2024 goals, yeah. right? And we managed to do the 2024 goals in 2023, which was obviously crazy. And it was, it, but I think it was just a testament to like, when I was at, I, was, I told you I started powerlifting at uni, but when I started then, I don't think I'd given myself to it. Like I was doing it. I yeah. was going to the gym but maybe my lifestyle outside of that wasn't what it needed to be. Obviously, you're a first-year uni student, so you're just, you're outside, you know what I mean? You're, you're a first-year uni student, you know what that's like. Mm. Um, and then, like, just everything everything to do with that. So then this year, when I decided to commit to it, I really, like, I would say gave my all to it. And the, the, the two are almost not even comparable. Like, even though both people are training, they're doing what they need to do, mm. just going through the motions versus giving your all to something are just two completely yeah. different animals. I mean, that is such a good message for people just listening to this podcast because obviously not everybody listening is a powerlifter. Yeah. But 
being able to push yourself past your own limits Literally. is is something that I think we should all strive for because it's so easy to get comfortable, like you say, and just go through the motions and, and not know what you can achieve until you actually try and push yourself. Exactly. But for you as an individual, like what is it about the competition that appeals to you? Why are you now kind of invested in this? That's a good question. Because um, you're kind of competing against yourself as well. That's literally trying what you're to doing, hit yeah. these PBs. Because it's not a it's not an A versus B competition in like how like boxing is, where you're like you're trying to beat that guy. Yeah. Like although you're trying to beat other people, what you're doing is like almost mutually exclusive. Like you you can't affect what the other guy is going to do mm. um, for the most part. So it is it is you versus you. Yeah. I would say what gravitates to me towards, I mean, I've always been interested in sport. I've always been sporty growing up and whatnot. I would say I have a um, a natural inclination to just want to like prove myself and probably to to some negative degree seek external approval. And I'm aware of that within myself. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you have to incorporate the somewhat negative aspects of yourself in order to, to reach your best because it's important to know what drives you. So for myself, okay, cool. I know that maybe, you know, external approval and, you know, people, you know, having a good um, opinion of you. I mean, I've seen the videos where you're like deadlifting and you've got like the whole gym yeah, behind like, you. Like, the whole, yeah, I'd be lying. Yeah, I'd up. be lying if I said that stuff didn't play a factor. Right? <laughs> but sometimes, as I said, you, you need to incorporate some of those more negative aspects of, of yourself into it in order to reach your fullest potential so you can use those things that are driving you whether positive or negative to help you achieve and and that's what you'll find in a lot of sports people Um, a lot of them have like somewhat negative aspects to themselves but they use them to propel them forward and and then sports is good because it's it's an environment where you can do that versus negative outlets I would say it's a positive outlet so like I would say to, to other people like if you have like that's why the gym in general is good because anything could be going on in your life. You could have a breakup or whatnot. And then there could be, there could be certain outlets, which are negative outlets, where if you let that energy out into that, it's going to be a negative thing. But the gym is always one where that's always going to be a positive outlet. Yeah. And so whatever's driving you to do that, whether positive or negative, you can use to, to your sure. advantage. It might be like... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Yeah, like you say, something maybe slightly more negative yeah. or a, like a difficult time is pushing you forward. But if you then harness that and then you put it into something positive, positive like yeah. the gym, exactly. then I don't see how that's exactly a bad because the outcome. reality Exactly, because the reality is that those things are not 
fully going to go away, let's say. Like, I think I've been like this since I was a child. Like, my parents will tell you the same thing. So it's, I would say it's, it's, it's kind of an aspect of myself. So yeah. the, the, the more likely thing is not going to be me completely getting rid of that, getting rid of the need for external approval, right? But it's more likely that I'm going to need to use that in a, is a, in a more positive way and use positive outlets for that. Um, and obviously yeah. this doesn't apply to everything. There are obviously some certain things that people deal with and whatnot that need to be addressed and need to be yeah. and whatnot. But in other, in other circumstances when you're talking specifically about what's driven me forward in powerlifting I think it's been it's been a bunch of things but also a lot of things that I think were present in me before but it's, powerlifting has allowed, allowed me to, to kind out. of yeah exactly yeah. I heard a guy explain it as so like with energy you can't eliminate it yeah. it has to go somewhere exactly and he said the same thing about pain yeah that you can't just like make it disappear so you can either allow it to like eat you up and bottle it up and like not yeah. have an outlet for it or you can then put it into something no, and, and allow that to make you stronger exactly exactly I, I, that's what i think that's what i think you'll find in a lot of people who make it to a top level in any sport yeah it's not always positive happy feelings that no, are no, pushing no, you forward it, not. not always like it's great when they are of course like you want to you want to go to the gym when you're feeling good and you know you've got a nice little Gymshark fit on and whatnot. But other than that, like sometimes you're going yeah. to the gym and you don't feel like doing it and, and you just really don't want to be there. So like, what's your reason in, in yeah. that, in that, in that uh, period? So. I love that audio that I've heard trend like on Instagram and TikTok. And it's like, do it angry, do it sad, do it unmotivated. Exactly. And you know, you can still do the same behavior, but just whatever mindset you're in, yeah. you can, you can still get through it. Yeah. I wanted to really get into your mindset around training and powerlifting because I can't even begin to imagine how dedicated you have to be to compete in a sport like powerlifting. Yeah. But for you, what keeps you motivated you know on the days where you don't feel like training but you know that you're like working towards a goal what's your source of motivation well it's it's changed at different periods in time right now it's when I'm in the gym I'm literally just telling myself that mm. next year I want to be world champion like that's literally it like that's what I tell myself throughout the whole time that I'm there but then at other points when you don't have that necessary like that clear goal in mind it needs to be obviously it needs to be something other than motivation I mean I, I, people talk about this all the time like discipline over motivation and whatnot but when something is a habit like that you've been doing since you've been young like I've been doing this since I was like 12 13 14 <laughs> yeah. and now I'm like 21 so this is like eight nine years um doing this it's just something that's a part of you. So whether you want to, whether you don't want to, it needs to get done, like brushing your teeth. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of one of those ones. Um, so yeah, at different periods, it's different. There's been times though, when I haven't had that like direct motivation of that thing in, in the future. Like when I said after nationals, right. And I wasn't locked in to any of those internationals. I didn't have a clear yeah. thing in my head. Other than like, I'd say like, oh, like next year nationals, I want to win and whatnot. But that that goes like a year away. It's hard to motivate yourself for something a sure. whole year away. Um, but I feel like you just, sometimes you don't, I feel like you shouldn't need, shouldn't always need something to, to kind of make you do something because then if that thing is not there, then you're not going to do it. Yeah. But majority of the time, right, all you need that for is just the beginning, right? Like getting to the gym. Once you're in the gym, I don't think there's many people that have got to the gym and then actually turned around and gone and home. You know what I'm saying? Once you actually get to the <laughs> yeah. gym, that's all you really need. So that's where, sorry, that's where other people 
come into the picture as well. If you have friends, if you have people like gym partners or anyone who who can give you some positive self-talk and just help get you there, then I think that's, yeah. that's that, make, that plays a big role. I wanted to ask you about that, about how important it is for someone like yourself to have a supportive circle around you because it's something that came up in the podcast with Sam is how there seems to be a bit of a trend of people thinking you can just go on this journey on your own and, you know, grind in silence yeah, but actually I, I think having people there in your circle is so important i know that you have a lovely girlfriend and you have yeah. good friends and a coach like how are those people helping you on your journey i think yeah in, in various different ways and I, I would i would tend to agree with sam like even a few months ago right like I was obviously continuing to do what I'm doing on social media and whatnot. But then James, I was speaking to James and he was like, or like kind of telling me that he almost thought I could do more and whatnot. And then after that conversation, I like wrote down some ideas I had for social media and whatnot. And I've actually grown tons since that conversation. And like, if yeah. not for that conversation, I might not have like grown as much as I had now. Um, so I think sometimes... No, no, sometimes like your friends and family and people around you are important because they help you see things that you can't see. Like none of us are perfect. None of us Definitely. like see everything and have all the answers to everything. And thinking that you do is actually one of the negative things because you like, you can't always trust yourself in the sense that you, you're not going to have the answer to everything. You're not going to have like all the like, like, yeah, an answer to, to get out of anything. But I think your friends and people around you, the people that you trust and you know are always going to have your back are going to be people that you can turn to in those periods um, and also people to help keep you accountable because oftentimes also you can lie to yourself like yeah. you can tell yourself you're doing you, you're the doing most. as much as you do the most but your friends and people outside can sometimes see that see that you're not well like you just said James said to exactly. you like you could be doing more exactly exactly so if you if you if you don't have people like that and you haven't built a level of like rapport where you can have those kind of negative conversations and I think you're kind of doing yourself a disservice mm. um so that's why sometimes also you need to have like humility and enough like humility in order to see like, in order to take crit criticism from other people. Yeah. Um, because those are the things that actually help you grow and whatnot and step outside your comfort sure. zone. Um, I love that video that you made and it was like, you've got two moods and it's like, Boyfriend, Go, yeah. yeah, boyfriend mode, yeah. and then like I want to be the strongest. Yeah, no, in the literally, world. yeah. Tell me about how. I mean, obviously, you can share what you want, but how do you balance, you know, your dedication to the gym and creating content and having a relationship? Because yeah. I think for a lot of people, that can be quite tricky. Yeah. Oh, so I think it's about finding the right person. That's that's the. I think that's the main thing. Because if you have the right person, right, like. Okay, if if a girl if a girl really is into you, and a girl really loves you, right? She's gonna she's gonna want to be your center of attention and whatnot, and that's not a negative thing by any means. But then you also have to have that mutual understanding that you have this thing that you're working towards. So sometimes that's not always going to be um, like you're not always able going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um. So I think like, with my girlfriend, there's this kind of understanding that like like obviously the things that I'm doing and whatnot, she understands what I'm doing. She's supportive of it. Obviously it's not always going to be how she would want it. Like times when I have to like go away for a couple of days or go to the gym when we'd like want to be home and whatnot, but just having that mutual understanding and your partner seeing your vision in that aspect is like really important. Um, and I think especially when you're young, like having a partner that like you feel is stopping you from reaching your goals. is like, almost like the worst thing like mm, i think that's 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 a thing that you hear from a lot of guys like they'll say like they were going to the gym and whatnot and they got a girlfriend and they started falling off and they started going to the gym as much and whatnot 
Um, I think A, that's down to, no, the majority of that is, I would say, down to the guy. Like, you can blame the girl for that, but I think you should be looking at yourself. Because, as I said, like, any girlfriend who really, really is into you, like, she would, she like, ideally, she would want to be around you yeah, all the time. She, exactly, she would want to. So, it's down to you to be like, sorry, babe, I've got to go now, I've got to do this and whatnot. And it's down to her to be understanding of that. And it's not always going to be like that. There's, there's going to be times where she's doing stuff and I'd want her to be here and whatnot. It, it goes both mm. ways. It's not, it's not just one thing for guys, one thing for girls and whatnot. Um, but I think it has to be important enough to you that you're able to kind of... Um, do things that you might not necessarily want to do in the short term, you know, for long term. And if your partner sees that as well, then I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and I would say to this point, like, cause, cause guys say a lot like, Oh, I don't want to have a girlfriend because it's going to distract me from my goals. Exactly. And, whatnot. and I, in my personal experience, it's been the complete opposite. Like, okay. because in my, in my experience, like let's say like this year, right. Where I've been head down, focused on powerlifting. Right. I think having a girlfriend has been so good for that because literally during those times, I'm like going to the gym, coming home. That's about it. Do you know what I mean? And so if I was, if I was single, <laughs> you're not going out with exactly, the boys. Exactly. Like, you're you're not going out with the boys. You're not going to bars, trying to chat to girls and whatnot, yeah. staying up late and, and all that stuff that you that most single guys are going to be doing, right? I think if you have a relationship, you have a good relationship, a healthy relationship, right? It's way easier to just kind of have, have your head down and just grind. Um, and it's only when guys get to the point where they say that their their girlfriend is stopping them from reaching their goals where that becomes a thing. But as I said, I think that's way more down to you than the girl. Yeah, and I think you just need to then have a conversation. Exactly. And be like, look, this thing is really important to me. I'd appreciate it if you had my back and like yeah. you were there with me. Yeah. But I can't give everything yeah. to you exactly. at this and I, time. Yeah, I think my girlfriend's been really good in that in that respect as well. Um because yeah, I've done a lot of a lot of the things that I've wanted to do, and like a lot of the goals I've hit of it whilst being with her. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, obviously, that's it's not, a testament to exactly. your relationship. Yeah, and it's not so, and it's not like I've never been single before. So I know I know what being single is like, and I know. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I would take being in a good relationship and what in my relationship any day over being, <laughs> over, over being single. And, and, and obviously it's different for each person. Everyone's not the same. But I think guys, you often hear that kind of blanket statement of, oh, having a girlfriend will distract you and whatnot. I think more single guys are probably distracted than guys in relationships. If the if relationship is, is, is a good relationship. Yeah, true. So, good advice. Yeah, that's, that, that's, just, that's, that's, that's just my opinion. Obviously everyone's got their own opinion, but I feel like you hear that all the time. No, definitely. From guys like, yeah. don't get a girlfriend like just grind and whatnot and first of all that's not even realistic for most guys because are most guys at the expense of not having a girlfriend not going to talk to girls at all no no you're not they're probably on dating that's what i mean you're on dating apps you're going you're meeting girls at bars you're going doing all of this stuff right you're like don't lie to yourself Mm. like i'm not gonna lie to myself in that regard anyway so it's like i know i i I kind of know myself and i thought that's important at that point as well so anyway it's cuffing season it is it's getting winter wonderland (laughs) (laughs) tickets are out awesome so um um, i wanted to ask you what your future goals are moving forward obviously you mentioned earlier world champions on the cards yeah so i feel like you've already achieved next year's goals this year yeah more or less what are you what are you working towards now in terms of powerlifting obviously social media whatever 
Um, so powerlifting, I obviously want to be. So first of all, actually, I need to take off national champion. I've won European championships, and I haven't won national champions oh, okay. yet as well. It doesn't help that the guy who won world championships this year is from the UK also. <laughs> so I had to go against him at nationals last year, and then the guy who came second to me at Euros is also from the UK. So it's like, well, luckily the guy that won world championships is not a junior anymore. So we thank God for that. I've only oh, got the guy who I, I just okay. recently beat to worry about. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, win national championship. Win world championship, maybe do if I win. You know, if I because I've already won Euros, right? I don't know if I'll do it again next year, but winning the treble would be very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of powerlifting, um, you know, obviously get slightly more consistent on YouTube because I've been doing YouTube for a while now, and I would say in this last year, although YouTube has gone well at points, um, it's been harder. I would say it's been harder to kind of figure out what kind of content I was making yeah. because in the last year was the first year where I wasn't at university and whatnot, so or at school. So a lot of my content revolved around things like that. Um, so then now coming out of that, this has been my first year where I've just kind of been figuring out what I'm doing. But now going into this next year, I think I want to get a little bit more consistent on YouTube. Um, keep doing what I'm kind of doing on Instagram and whatnot. Um, and then there's a, a few other things I'm planning to do, which are going to be quite exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to talk about it right now, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a few other things that I'm trying to do. And, um, into next year as well, like each year I try to just keep my, keep my mind open to opportunities because yeah. a lot of things tend to happen that you don't necessarily plan for. So as long as you're you're ready for them and you have an open mind, I feel like if you keep if you keep doing what you're doing, things are going to come and that's what that's what that's kind of been what it's been up to this point. I've always kind of continued to do what I'm doing and then things just come about and and yeah. So Yeah, you can't you can't plan for everything. No, no. Definitely. Especially not within the social media kind of stuff because a lot of it is like a really cool collab, let's say. And that, Someone that you will can't like pl- approach you. Exactly. Like some, like, for example, the biggest one I did last year was I collabed with Speed, right? And that one was the day before, two days before, no, a day, no, yeah, one day before, one day or two days before, my gym shop manager came to me and was like, oh, we've got Speed in Manchester. You need to collab uh. with him. I had to go down there and do that. That, 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 that usually be your dish. You got like 5.7 million views. Amazing. Uh, that, that one was crazy, right? But there was no way to plan for that. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no way to plan for that because he was only in Manchester then and whatnot. So yeah. you just kind of have to be open to it, um, make sure you're always ready and whatnot. And yeah. other than that, things are, things are going to come. But obviously you need to be proactive with it as well. I'm not telling people not to be proactive, but I would just say, especially going into the new year, just like keep an open mind, keep yourself ready for whatever opportunities yeah. are going to come your way. Nice. So. It was yeah. in my list of questions earlier, but we've um, talking about spoken about so much. But because you mentioned it there, Gymshark, yeah, how is it working with them as a brand, and is that something that you're going to continue to do next year as well? I mean, hopefully, yeah, hundred um, percent. I've been working with Gymshark now for over three years. Wow. Um, so yeah, I got sponsored when I was seventeen. So at the point, I was the youngest Gymshark athlete actually on the roster. <laughs> that um and it's been great working with all these years like i would not have been able to get to where i am now i'll tell you without them wow. and they always help they they've like helped to like facilitate your growth do you know what i'm saying they want you to yeah grow. i really feel like they allow athletes or people yeah. they sponsor to still be themselves they're yeah. not trying to mold everybody into like yeah one gym well that's the point yeah, exactly well that's the point it's like the the, the 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 person being themselves and whatnot is what 
attracted you to that person in the, in the first place so you don't want to like take away their individuality and I think it's, it's a complete opposite like they want people to have their own kind of individuality and their own like unique USP and that, that gives them a reason to have you on the brand like if you don't if you don't have your own USP if you're not bringing your own like individual things to the brand then I feel like it's going to be harder for them to see the value in, in you if you get what I'm saying yeah. like you need to make sure that you're still staying in touch with, with yourself and the content that kind of got you to that point. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I've, I obviously I love working with them and whatnot. Um, it's been obviously it's been it's been a good like this year in particular has been a really good year because it's been like one of the first years that we've been fully out of lockdown and doing a lot of events, events yeah, and whatnot. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had the Lift Manchester event that was an event in LA and and whatnot. So this year has been a, a really good year. So going forward into next year as well, I was trying to like do some more like collaborative stuff as well. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what, what we're doing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think they want me to be like slightly more like proactive now, which is cool. Like being with them for this long before it was just like them bringing opportunities to me. But now it's like, I'm trying to bring what stuff to them. Do? Exactly. Yeah, of course. So that, that, that's cool now. But yeah, I love working with them. And then obviously like, I've got like a bunch of my friends on the brand as well. Like James, Sam, Will, like those. Guys. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. But yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. So just to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody on this podcast. And that is, if you had to give a piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Um, so, yeah, I would just say this year for me has just been a testament to you never know unless you try. And a lot of people stop themselves from trying things with the fear of failure. But as I say, you never, if you never try, you'll never find out. So stopping yourself from trying different things and trying to go beyond what you think that you're capable of um, is really just doing yourself a disservice because then you will look back and then you don't know what you could have achieved. But at least if you go for it, even if you don't succeed, like even if I hadn't become, you know, third in the world this year, European champion, right? Even just me going for it had proved to myself that I'm able to, you know, work towards these things. And then if I don't do it, then maybe next year, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I would say this year for me has just literally been broadening my horizon and just trying things that I didn't think I was going to be able to do but if you give your all to something and you like kind of try to lose yourself in it then you're going to at the very least prove to yourself that you're able to do that and then at the best you're going to succeed so yeah. That's yeah. a great message. Oh, thank Couldn't you. have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, I really appreciate I've really enjoyed this podcast i think yeah you asked, you asked very good questions so well, like, i think it was easy yeah i think the thing i love about it is obviously i've followed you online i've seen your content yeah. seen your face in gymshark whatever but i don't know much about you yeah. and even people who've watched you on youtube for years they still don't know everything oh, yeah. and so it's really nice to just be able to sit down and selfishly i get to ask the questions i want to but hopefully like people listening well yeah take some stuff away no there's definitely been things i think you've asked me today that i think i've wanted to say so it's now giving me like a platform to say it so oh yeah thank you for having me on it you're so welcome so where can people go if they want to find you online or check out what you're doing okay cool so youtube nathaniel messiah instagram nathaniel messiah tiktok nathaniel messiah one nathaniel messiah was taken can i have that name please (laughs) um but other than that yeah i just pretty much the same name and everything um and yeah I, i would say right now i post quite a lot of, like i would say the most on instagram yeah it's probably where it's easiest to find me but yeah I'm, i've been a main youtube guy for the whole time so i can't lose touch with my roots but yeah gymshark code oh code nate 10 percent off okay. we got a black friday coming up as well so if you want to get an extra 10 percent off on the discounts code nate i'll be using that thank, thank you, you very much, much. <laughs> thank you very much i really appreciate that amazing thank you oh thank you appreciate that thanks all good 
thank you so much everybody for listening i really hope you enjoyed this conversation with nathaniel if you did please don't forget to follow this podcast on spotify and leave a rating if you would like anyway i'll see you next week for another exciting episode bye for now Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.